Welcome to Disembodied. This is episode 15, Anxiety Kill Switch. We need a lot of anxiety kill switches, actually. There's so many reasons for anxiety. It's such a pervasive mind-body issue, and we've somehow broken out into more honest conversations about it in recent years, which is really good. I want to address it because I've definitely had my own bouts of anxiety that have robbed me of a sense of well-being. Mostly I feel I've overcome anxiety, but I still run into it now and again. I still have this (laughs) haunting feeling when I'm driving on mountain roads that I'm just going to like lose control of my car. It's like uh, mountain road anxiety. And really, I've had this for so many years. I think I, I can even remember it when I was a kid and I wasn't driving. I was in a car and my mom and dad were driving on roads in the mountains, for example, and I had it even then. So it, it goes deep for me. I don't know if I'm going to get rid of that anxiety. But a lot of anxieties I think I have overcome. Since some of my previous podcast episodes contain guided meditations that would help reduce anxiety, I thought I would address a different approach to controlling anxiety for this episode. So much of what we eat and drink can produce an effect on our bodies which in turn affects our sense of well-being. So it's sort of a substance approach, the substance of what you eat and drink and how it affects you. First of all, you have to find some peace in life. You know this when you get older, but you don't always understand it fully when you're in your teens or 20s. If certain people or places tend to stress you out, You may not be able to avoid them altogether, but you can limit your contact for sure. A long time ago, I worked for a guy, a New Yorker. He was very stressed out. Um, He would go all day without eating. He would drink tons of coffee throughout the day, and he would even occasionally smoke a cigar outside. (laughs) So like not eating, drinking coffee constantly, and sometimes smoking on top of it. That was his day. That's how he treated himself. (laughs) And he would often walk around kind of like randomly yelling at people, his employees, because he was just hopped up and aggressive and had bad habits, you know. And a couple of weeks after I started working for him, I was kind of surprised. One of the employees told me to switch out the boss's coffee with a secret canister of decaf that she had hidden in the back of a cupboard. So I wasn't making his coffee, by the way. The boss was making his own coffee throughout the day. But the employees had collectively decided to hijack his coffee stash and replace it with decaf because they were so worn out from his mood swings. Although he still had a tendency to fly into a rage over pretty inconsequential things. But the employees seemed to believe that he had been much worse when he was fully caffeinated. And I believe it. Anyway, after I worked for a few months as a temp, he dangled a permanent position in front of me, thinking I would grab it. And 
Instead, I told him I was moving to a different city and I would seek employment elsewhere, but thanks for the experience. So I did know better. Working for someone as volatile as he was would have kept me in constant stress probably. So I knew better. I'm glad I made that decision. Anyway, two lessons from this experience are worth pointing out. Number one, caffeine raises cortisol levels in your body, which then tends to exacerbate emotions like anger or fear. So fear produces anxiety. I have that response with caffeine. It tends to make me fearful if I drink too much of it. I get anxious and fearful. And the second thing from that story that I wanted to point out is when you find yourself working for a tyrant who robs every person in the company of their peace, you have to get out as soon as possible, if you can. So caffeine is my favorite drug, but it's not good for anxiety. To avoid feeling anxious about flying on planes, for example, I totally avoid caffeine the day of my flight, sometimes even the day before my flight. And curiously, I thought I was the only one that was affected by anxiety um, if I had coffee the day I, I fly. And that's not the case. There are a lot of people out there affected the same way, I found out. A friend of mine boarded a plane once after having drank too much coffee, and he ended up being removed from the flight because he thought he was having a heart attack. <laughs> it turned out it was just anxiety. And ever since then, he's never had coffee again. I mean, he stayed strong and didn't give in and never had coffee again, which is great. So I have gone off caffeine at times, but sometimes for long periods of time, like months, like even a year, I think once, but I tend to go back on it. I just know now that I don't have coffee before I get on a plane because I'll feel like I'm going to start screaming when I get on the plane. So I gave up caffeine on travel days. Let's put it that way. So you can often mitigate some of the anxiety you feel from drinking caffeine if, if you can't stop or if you have accidentally had some caffeine. You know, if you had a cup of coffee thinking it was decaf, but it was fully caffeinated, one of the measures you can do to mitigate that kind of anxiety that coffee brings on is you can drink a lot of water. Water flushes caffeine from your system. So the trick is to drink coffee or tea in the morning maybe without forgetting to follow up with a glass or two of water afterwards. And I've experimented with this while drinking coffee at home. Uh, whenever I forget to tank up on water, I tend to feel overly anxious about any little noises that are out of the ordinary, for example. So I know the caffeine is affecting me a lot if I don't drink water after I have the caffeine. And I also tend to take shallow breaths when I'm hopped up on coffee. So that adds to the anxious feeling. Remembering to breathe in and out in equal measures is something that can instantly shut down some of the anxiety. And you can always grab a paper bag and breathe into it to avoid taking too much air in if you get really anxious. 
these are physical measures that actually work. Another thing to conquer anxiety and limit the effects of caffeine would be to take a B vitamin supplement. Now, it's true that some people think that vitamins are unscientific and they don't do anything and everybody's going to have their um, opinion about this, but it is known, nutritionists at least would know this, that caffeine raises cortisol levels and it makes your nervous system work harder so you therefore deplete the B vitamins faster in your body. There's actually another substance other than caffeine that tends to deplete your nervous system vitamins and that would be birth control pills containing estrogen. A nurse once told me a long, long time ago to take a B vitamin supplement with folic acid when I complained about feeling sad while I was on birth control pills. It was the first time I'd ever taken them. And it worked. What's weird is I can also remember years later having gone off birth control pills for a couple of years and then starting them again only to feel an anxious or like a really muscle tightening sensation in my body each time I took a birth control pill. And I think that that was the effects of estrogen on my body when it was metabolizing or something. I don't think it was just me imagining things because I remember being perfectly fine with taking birth control pills. I had never really had any issues, but because I had gone off them for a while and then because I went back on them, I think that's why I noticed that there was an effect on my body, like a physical effect when I took the pills and they were metabolizing in my system, getting into my bloodstream. So some people may be thinking, well, you know, I don't take birth control pills, so this does not pertain to me at all. But funny thing, (laughs) funny, sad thing, I'm here to tell you that meat, supposedly including chicken, definitely including dairy products, will tend to contain estrogen, especially in the U.S. A guy recently told me, just coincidentally, that when he came to the U.S. a few years ago, he had a full head of hair, and he was like maybe 42 when he came to the U.S. He had never lost any hair, and now he's balding, and his doctor attributed this to the fact that he eats a lot of chicken. And I looked it up, and it seems chicken in the U.S. does have measurable levels of estrogen, though this isn't the case in all countries. It doesn't necessarily mean animals are specifically given estrogen, by the way. It just means that there must be something estrogen-containing in their food. It could be that. So depending on how much meat and dairy products you eat, you may be getting a pretty good dose of unwanted hormones each day. Supposedly, um, dairy products have a fair amount of estrogen because I, I believe cows are in the U.S. are supplemented with estrogen to produce more milk. So I've, I've kind of read about some of these things and I do think, I do generally feel better when I 
don't have much dairy. And I love yogurt. I love cheese. So it's hard not to eat dairy, but I definitely feel better when I don't eat it. I know that. At any rate, the practical aspect of this podcast is to be a little more aware of how you might be contributing to your own anxiety with what you're choosing to eat and drink. I've had to deal with this a lot in my life. I've had to face up to the fact that I love drinking coffee and I have to physically stop doing it at times, especially when I'm traveling, especially when I'm boarding a plane. I just can't handle it. And this also may come across like I'm secretly advocating for people to go vegetarian. And I do favor vegetarian meals as a daily habit. But I also eat meat sometimes. So I'm against shaming people for eating meat because every time I've tried to set a hard stop with eating meat, I end up giving in after a few months typically because my diet gets a little bit too bland or boring. I don't like to... I guess always be fantasizing about something, some flavor or whatever that I can't have. So I feel that sometimes it's better rather than to torture yourself with not eating one shred of chicken, beef, pork, whatever, just give yourself a carnitas taco on occasion. (laughs) That's my philosophy. At any rate, I don't want to get too dogmatic about vegetarianism, but it is really helpful in so many ways. And I can delve deeper into that. For example, how being vegetarian helps with meditation in future episodes. All I want to say right now is some things you can control more than others. You can limit caffeine if you're having bouts with anxiety. You can focus on controlling your breathing, too. On the other hand, you may have to work for a boss who terrorizes his employees. And depending on the current job market, you just may not have a lot of options. I don't know if I'd recommend messing with his coffee stash, though. Um, That could definitely get you fired. (laughs) So that's it for this episode Until the next episode, I wish you the best. Take care. Eat and drink in a mindful way so that you're not contributing to your own anxiety.